What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting preview for this week's Open Championship, back by popular demand. I used to do this all the time, then we went to a live show, but essentially, it'll be a look at the outright market. We'll talk head-to-head matchups, we'll talk props, and we'll talk through the one-and-done slate for this week's Open Championship. If you like this, let me know. Maybe I'll bring it back at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But I couldn't miss out on it because there's so many great options for this week. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into it right now. This right here is the tournament predictor on rickrungood.com. That's my website, tools, data, all that fun stuff. If you haven't seen this before, it simulates the tournament a thousand times and then it compares it to the odds board uh, across the market and shows you if there's any if there's any good bets. Rory McIlroy won the simulation 8% of the time, the most. Scotty Scheffler at 7.4, Jordan Spieth at 7.3, Dustin Johnson at 7. Um there's a lot to take in here. So, so first of all, Rory McIlroy, the clear and deserving favorite, uh, eight to one, probably not bettable. Let, like, let's be real here. That you know, him winning it eight percent of the time, it, it's not enough. Nine to one at DraftKings, ten to one at BetMGM, uh, basically ten to one in the industry. If you're out here in Vegas, Circa has him at plus eleven seventy five. That's the best number that I've seen on him. But man, it's just still, it's not a great bet. It at eleven at, at plus like eleven or twelve to at. 11 or 12 to 1, it becomes much more of a fair wager. But I think if you're going to bet Rory, you're doing it just because you want to sweat, just because you think he's going to win. Rory is not going to make you money over time betting him at, at 9 or 10 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, however, is a little bit of a value, especially if you can get him at 18 to 1 at either BetMGM or FanDuel. 16 to 1 is a little bit of a value as well if you compare it against his winning percentage at the um, it, here in the simulator. And then what you'll also notice is the sim loves speed. Right, it, it the sim loves volatility, which Spieth has a lot of. Because if you think about it, any given week on the PGA Tour, anywhere in the world, you kind of have to have a ceiling week to win. And Spieth's variability, um, high ceiling, low floor, that works really, really well in winning. And the sim loves it. And when you look at his Open Championship history, it makes complete sense that um, he shows up here winning at seven percent of the time. Dustin Johnson's the interesting one. Uh, you know, it's hard to figure out what his two results uh, from Live Golf are like. Um, but at 30, 35 to 1, even 28 to 1, he's probably the biggest value on the board. It, it would rely on um, you kind of just looking at longer term 50, 100 rounds on Dustin Johnson, which is a big portion of the sim. So, so it makes sense, but that. That right there is is probably one of the biggest values if if you can if you can stomach it. Uh, a couple other things that stand out for me just just anecdotally. Um, again, really hard to pull the trigger on Xander Shoffley at 12, 14, 13, whatever you're getting him at. That's going to be hard to do. Um, Max Homa already has my money. I think if you guys have been following around, along with this, you know that I've I've already bet Homa. I probably got a much better number than than what he's at right now, which is anywhere from 40 to 60. If you can shop it, you should certainly go shop it. But really all the advanced metrics are there. Um, he's playing with Tiger Woods in the first two rounds. I don't know if that's good or bad. He might be a little bit starstruck, but all things considered, I, I think you got to go out and, and, and consider Homa. The other good thing is, you know, as of right now, as I record this kind of Tuesday morning-ish, there's really not a huge wind edge, right? If you look at the uh, the forecast here, and I'll bring this up, 
there's not a significant edge on Thursday or Friday. This can change, obviously, in a moment's notice. But Thursday, you know, 8 to 9 mile an hour winds with gusts from 12 to 13, 14 maybe. Friday, same thing, 9 to 10, 6 mile an hour winds, gusts from 8 to 15. Uh, not really a significant edge in either direction. So I, I think we are luckily uh, looking like there's not going to be a huge wave advantage. Now that can change and this stuff can pop up here in a moment's notice, but it's, it's really tough when you're, when you consider you want to be first to bet somebody most in most situations, because you want to get the best number available, but you want to wait as, as long as possible for the wind. Um, so I, I think we're gearing towards not having to worry about tea times as much. We'll keep an eye over it on the next couple of days. Um, if you join the live chat, Rick run good YouTube channel, 3 PM, Eastern time on, on Wednesday, we'll look, we'll do another look at the weather, but right now it looks pretty fair across the board. One other thing I noticed here, uh, the Sim hated John Rahm, uh, 1.1% of the time he won this. Now he finished inside the top 20, 60% of the time. So you could, you could chalk that up to just variance, right? Where he gets in the mix, um, 33% of the time he finishes inside the top 10. He only wins it 1% of the time that could be luck or bad luck over a thousand simulations. So I wouldn't look too crazy hard into that. The one thing it does not like is it doesn't like when guys are playing below their baseline, which is kind of what's happening with John Rahm right now. I'll pull up his golfer profile so that you can see it in action. But John Rahm has lost strokes off the tee in two of his last three events, which he went 44 consecutive events without losing strokes off the tee. His approach numbers have dwindled as well. When a golfer does is playing below their baseline, um, it is generally a red flag for the simulator, which is which is why it's knocking him down a little bit. And then I think he also got unlucky in the thousand pulls at it and and didn't win a lot of them. He only won one percent. So um, obviously he would win this event more often than that. But a little bit of bad luck, a lot of play below uh, baseline has has the sim concerned and it has me concerned. I'm pretty excited about Cam Smith. We know he can be a short game wizard. Uh, we know he can putt really well. We know that he's been one of the better approach players over the last like 30 rounds on the PGA Tour. His left miss will not be a big issue here off the tee. And I just think he can kind of scramble it and get the ball in the cup. So he's 28 to 1, 22 to 1, 25 to 1, somewhere in that range. Uh, if you can find a 28, it's a, it's a, it's a, positive EV bet, assuming he wins it like 4% of the time, which is what I have him simulated at right now. The other thing I will note, Tiger Woods, 60 to 1, 65 to 1 maybe 80 to one. If you're making, if you're looking to make a significant wager on tiger, um, call me or fly to Vegas, right? Circa has him at plus, uh, at 110 to one. So if you're, if you're putting like a couple thousand bucks, which I don't know if you want to do that, but I'm saying like, if you're making a significant wager, it would actually be better to fly to Vegas, bet him at Circa and get twice the odds. If you're putting like 20 bucks on him, obviously don't, don't waste the, the time and energy, but yeah, a significant wager on Tiger, you should fly to Vegas and do it. Head to head matchups. Uh, this is actually a newly updated tool on rickrungood.com. Still does the same thing where it, um, puts two golfers against one another and then shows you the win probability in a four round matchup. But now it allows you to choose the number of rounds instead of the date. So I like to go 24 or 36 in a major championship. Maybe we should go last 36 rounds. And then it also shows you the percentage of time that each golfer gains X strokes. So you can see, for example, John Rahm gains strokes 70% of his rounds. Um, he gains four or more strokes in 13%. This is kind of important to look at when you're talking about um, 
head-to-head matchup. So let's see. There's a couple here that I think are are, are interesting. Let's start with um, Victor Hovland versus Hideki Matsuyama. I, I think that's that's kind of an interesting one right out of the gate here. Um, Hideki has not had a lot of good Open Championship uh, history, but he is a, a pretty big favorite uh, if, if if you look at the last 36 rounds. So the simulator has him winning at 62% of the time. He beats Victor uh, in number of rounds, gains z- uh, zero strokes, two, three, four, and five strokes per round. So it's almost a clean sweep in favor of Hideki Matsuyama. I have his true money line uh, should be close to minus 168. They're both minus 110 at, at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. So that to me is one that just sh- jumps off the screen. The next one uh, that I was digging through is is Cam Smith versus Shane Lowry. And I think my gut would have said this is probably Cam Smith here. Um, and you have to kind of look at this a, a, a couple of different ways. So Lowry is the favorite over at DraftKings Sportsbook. He's minus 130 to Cam Smith's plus 105. I have Lowry winning this 58% of the time, which means his true money line should be like minus 141. The only problem here is Lowry does all his work very close to tour average. He gains he gains strokes 89% of the time. He gains one or more 69% of the time. But Cam Smith is more upside-y, right? He gains two or more strokes more often than Lowry does. Three or more strokes much more often than Lowry. Four or more strokes much more often than Lowry. And five or more strokes much more often than Lowry. So this is probably a no bet for me. And looking at Cam Smith... Like, that's the profile of a first-round leader, um, realistically, right? The guy, you know, if he's going to gain, he's going to gain a ton. Uh, I, I haven't looked up Cam Smith's first-round leader number, but this is what you're looking for. These are two completely different styles of golf. Now, in a head-to-head matchup, you probably favor on the guy who just gains or gains one or more stroke on the field uh, more frequently. That's probably the Lowry side. I'd probably stay away from this because the the odds aren't big enough in 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 favor here, but this new tool allows you to kind of look at things a little bit differently. And then finally, another one that stands out to me is Seamus Power over Adam Scott. So they're both minus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I have Seamus Power winning this 62% of the time. That's pretty significant when you start talking about head-to-head matchups. And he's doing it in the baseline categories. So for example, he gains more strokes um, per round, or excuse me, he gains strokes more often than Adam Scott. He gains one or more more often than Adam Scott. He gains two or more more often than Adam Scott. Scott will get him in three plus and four plus, but when you're talking about a matchup, going out and gaining zero to two strokes on the field is going to win you a lot of matchups. Just having that floor. So um, this is another one, and the fact that Powers made the cut at all three majors and he's played well, that's probably the side that I would I would like on this one as well. Let's talk one and done. Uh, final major championship of the year, $2.5 million up top. So this is kind of like one of your last cracks at getting a lot of money before we get to the playoffs. And I assume most one and dones will end before uh, the tour championship. Rory McIlroy shaping up to be the most popular selection. 13.5% owned site-wide at officefootballpool.com. They show you that information beforehand, which is pretty handy. Um, that's There's only two guys who are, are garnering more than 10% of projected ownership. It's it's McElroy and it's Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, if you have Rory available, there's no reason not to use him, especially if you're front running, right? We talk about this all the time. Play your position. If you are front running, you take the guys at the top of the board. If you are trying to make up ground, you're going to have to be a little bit more of a contrarian. So Rory McElroy, kind of the 
odds, you know, the guy that you probably had penciled in here from the start of the year, Matt Fitzpatrick is second. Once you get after that, there's a lot of options available to you. If you are chasing someone like a Jordan Spieth, we already talked about the volatility of Jordan Spieth. You've probably already used him right? Like Spieth was very usable all through Texas at three major championship venues. If you got this far and didn't use Jordan Spieth, you should probably be using him. Um, Cam Smith, I think is the other interesting option. Again, you might've used him already, but we already talked about the upside. What do you want? You want somebody who can go out and win you, you know, all the money, the 2.5 million bucks up top. Great scrambler, if you have him available, um, he's only being used like 8.3% of the time. If you really need to make up ground, Tommy Fleetwood seems to be a decent option. Um, Fleetwood played well at the Scottish Open last week. He finished T4, gained strokes across the board. That's always very encouraging. If you look at his Open Championship record, um, you'll you'll see that he's got a runner-up finish in 2019. He's made four cuts in a row. Three of those are top 27s. It's it's a good it's a good track record. If you really need to go off the wall, uh. Patrick Cantlay's been playing well, but you'd have to fade the whole, like, he hasn't played well in major championships thing. And you could argue that the 14th at the U.S. Open, like, maybe that's a sign of good things to come. He finished fourth at the Scottish. So he's gone third, 14th, 13th, fourth, and he's basically flying under the radar. He's gaining strokes basically across the board in every single one of those events. If you have... The other thing to, to, to factor into this is the live golfers. Um a lot of us have been stuck with the guys who went to live, and now we don't have any chances to use them. DJ is playable. Louis Oosthuizen is playable. And if you're very, very desperate, I think Patrick Reed is playable. Maybe Taylor Gooch. Other than that, like I myself have, I've, I have Bryson DeChambeau available. I, I can't use him here, right? I just, I just can't. So it's kind of an extra wrinkle of if you were saving those guys, and now you have a chance to use them. Uh, you know, kind of go ahead and use them. Single round props, maybe the most exploitable way to get action down right now. Um, this is prize picks. They just dropped a massive slate and they've been doing this thing. It's birdies or better matchups. And they take two golfers and they put them together for every single round. And it's a, basically a single round matchup, but it's based on birdies or better instead of round score. And at first, this seems like a trap because every single golfer was paired with every single headlining golfer was paired with someone that you're like, wow, they're much better than that guy, right? Justin Thomas over Bryson DeChambeau, uh, John Rahm in HV3, Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, and Russell Henley. Uh, and all of the lines are set to zero. So basically, if you like the guy who's being headlined, you choose the over. If you like the guy who's not the headliner, you choose the under. And then if you pick you know, two correctly, that is a three times return on your money. You pick four and five correctly, you get you know 10 and 12 times your money, stuff like that. So um, we thought this was a trap at first. It's, a, it's not, right? Okay, so last week, if you just blindly picked the overs on the headliners, you went 33, 17, and 12. Last four weeks, 124, 83, and 37. That's blindly following it. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world against Russell Henley. Justin Thomas is 16 to one to win this. Bryson DeChambeau is 110 to one to win this. Obviously it's different for a single round birdie or better matchup, but find a couple of guys that you like here and pile them up. Matt Fitzpatrick over Keegan Bradley, Xander Shoffley, the hottest player in the world over Taylor Gooch, Colin Morikawa over Justin Rose. I mean, there's so many of these find the guys you like. And, and just and just pile them up here, and then blindly doing it has been very very successful. So if you can find 
the ones that make a little bit more sense to you, um, I would go that route as well. The other things to note, they've really screwed up on, I believe, on greens and regulation and and fairways uh, hit here. So greens and regulation. St. Andrews has massive greens, uh, by far the biggest greens on tour because seven of them are double greens. So that means seven whole, seven greens occupy two different pins. Uh, so they're like, one of them's 30,000 square feet on average. So it's really hard to not hit these greens. In 2015, the last time we went here, the average number of greens hit by guys who made the cut was 14 of everyone who made the cut. Now we've got top players here who are great at hitting greens and all their lines are 14 and a half or 14. So for example, someone like, who's a good example here? Um, Adam Scott or Tony Finau or Victor Hovland or Hideki Matsuyama. These great ball strikers, Matt Fitzpatrick, all set at 14 greens. That would be the average from 2015 of everyone who made the cut. These guys are way better than that. These guys are some of the, the best approach players that we have or the best ball strikers that we have. Even Jordan Spieth, 14. That's the average. He's obviously going to go over 14, right? Um, and it, it feels a little weird saying like, oh, they can only miss three greens or so. That's how it works at the old course. It's it's that, That's how it works. And without a lot of wind kicking up seemingly at this point, these guys are going to be able to find the putting surface. They might be 100 feet away from the pin. That doesn't matter in greens and regulation. The other one is fairways. Um, Fairways gets a little bit more difficult because of how firm and fast the fairways are right now. They're very, very crusty. They're rolling out right now. When they start to roll out more often, uh, that they can just roll out of the fairway and into the first cut and into kind of the, the first thing of rough. So they are harder to hit. But again, let's look back at 2015. The average number of fairways hit was 11.75. So all of these lines being hit, being set at 12 or 11 and a half is basically saying, are these guys going to hit more than the average guy hit in 2015 of everyone who made the cut? Well, Rory McIlroy is a pretty good driver of the golf ball, and he's probably going to club down a lot this week, and he's probably just going to find the fairway and leave himself with a good number. Webb Simpson, uh, can't he just hit, you know, driver three wood and find... 13 fairways? Probably. Um, someone like even Tommy Fleetwood, who's been much better. We, we just looked at how... Look at these two. Fleetwood and Homa, okay? I, like, Fleetwood, who can flight his ball, who plays well in windy conditions, uh, gained four strokes off the tee at the Genesis Scottish Open last week. Um, Max Homa has been gaining strokes off the tee consistently. Look at this. Every event except one dating back to Phoenix. That was in February. He's a very good driver and now playing out of the fairway is something that he's that he's very likely to do. Um, I also have a, a, a prize picks tool for free on the website. Uh, let me show you this. So um, here's everybody in the last 24 rounds in the field. Siwoo Kim is hitting 9.8 fairways over his last 24 rounds. It's the sixth best in the field. Now, remember, there's only two par threes here. So you get 16 fairway opportunities at a place we know the average is 11.75. So already you can basically give him like two more fairway opportunities and the fact that he's hitting basically more than anybody uh, over the last 24 rounds and his, uh, his line is being set at... 12 fairways, which we know is just the average from 2015. Siwoo should be well above average. Should be. So that's what I would do. I would use um, the prize picks tool on rickrungood.com. I would go o lean over on fairways, over on greens and regulation, over on birdie or better matchups. And then they also have hole by hole stuff. Um, 
we'll we'll see about this. This is kind of wind dependent and and scoring conditions dependent. So we'll do that via Twitter. Um, I'll I'll tweet some stuff out. So um, if you want to get involved in this and you haven't yet. They've got a massive slate. There's a link in the description. If you use the code Rick at Prize Picks, it's up to a hundred depo- hundred dollar instant deposit match. I would appreciate it. It helps me, and I think these are super gettable lines. And you'd also get a hundred bucks. And I think you should invest it because I've these are these are pretty bad. I think um, lines that is good, good, good for us. Okay, that'll do it. That was fun. Oh, I haven't done that. Got my juices flowing. I haven't done a tournament uh, betting preview like that in some time, but that was, that was exciting. So let me know what you think. Tweet me at Rick Rungood, leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. And I'll talk to you guys soon.